Hey, you're listening to The Broadcast, a Bible study podcast by Broadest Youth Ministries outside of Richmond, Virginia. or family ever given you something to watch out for, like a piece of advice. My parents told me a few things. Don't touch the stovetop. Don't pet the dog while he's eating. Don't make assumptions. Things like that. But as we left off in our last episode, Habakkuk's second prayer has two questions in it. First, how can a perfect holy God use a godless nation to carry out his justice? And second, is this nation going to execute justice on the unrighteous and the righteous? As we pick up in this episode, God responds by talking about the arrogant man from his last response to Habakkuk's prayer. Remember verse 4 in chapter 2? Look, the man's ego is inflated. The arrogant man is without integrity, but the righteous one will live by his faith. But let's dive into the scripture, and I'll explain more after. Read with me, starting in chapter 2, verse 6. We'll be reading through the entire chapter. Won't all of these take up a taunt against them, with mockery and riddles about him? They will say, Woe to him who amasses what is not his, how much longer, and loads himself with goods taken in pledge. Won't your creditors arise suddenly, and those who disturb you wake up? Then you will become spoil for them. Since you have plundered many nations, all the peoples who remain will plunder you, because of your human bloodshed and violence against lands, cities, and all who live in them. Woe to him who dishonestly makes wealth for his house, to place his nest on high to escape the grasp of disaster. You have planned shame for your house by wiping out many peoples and sinning against your own self. For the stones will cry out from the wall, and the rafters will answer them from the woodwork. Woe to him who builds a city with bloodshed and founds a town with injustice. It is not from the Lord of armies that the people's labor only to fuel the fire, and countries exhaust themselves for nothing. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord's glory, as water covers the sea. Woe to him who gives his neighbors drink, pouring out your wrath, and even making them drunk, in order to look at their nakedness. You will be filled with disgrace instead of glory. You also... Drink and expose your uncircumcision. The cup in the Lord's right hand will come around to you, and utter disgrace will cover your glory. For your violence against Lebanon will overwhelm you. The destruction of animals will terrify you because of your human bloodshed and violence against lands, cities, and all who live in them. What use is a carved idol? after its craftsman carves it, 
It is only a cast image, a teacher of lies. For the one who crafts its shape trusts in it and makes worthless idols that cannot speak. Woe to him who says to wood, Wake up, or to mute stones, come alive. Can it teach? Look, it may be plated with gold and silver, yet there is no breath in it at all. But the Lord is in his holy temple. Let the whole earth be silent in his presence. If you're following the note-taking guide and you're wanting to mark up your Bible, grab your red or orange highlighter. There's not a memory verse in this section. Highlight every sentence that says, Woe to him, along with the phrase. This would be the second half of verse 6, verse 9, verse 12, verse 15, and verse 19. If you want to take it a step further, Grab a pen after the highlighter dries and draw a circle around the word woe every time you see it in this section. In this section, God explains the woes of the arrogant man. In other words, like our warnings from our parents. If you do these things, you're going to set yourself up for misery or judgment. But before you take this and try to fit it to your life, you have to understand something. This book was not written to modern era Americans. It was written to ancient Judah, about to receive judgment. Yes, the Bible can be applied to your life, but when you read the Bible, you have to read it with the correct audience in mind. In other words, the Bible isn't about you, but we are meant to shape our lives to the Bible. So let's go through each section, read it in context, and then we'll have the application later. If you're reading and you see this section, you might wonder, why is this here? I mean, God is responding to Habakkuk, and then suddenly he just starts giving him life lessons? But if you look at the context, God is explaining different qualities that the Chaldean army was described with earlier. If you want to write in your Bible, you can label the five woes in the margin. Beside verse 6, write extortion. Beside verse 9, write greed. Beside verse 12, write bloodshed. Beside verse 15, write alcohol and violence. Beside verse 19, write idolatry. So let's look at each one individually. The first woe speaks about extortion. An extortion simply means taking what you want from others by force or by manipulation. The Chaldeans would come through and take everything for themselves. But what does God say will happen because of that? Verse 8, Since you have plundered many nations, all the peoples who remain will plunder you. Because of human bloodshed and violence against lands, cities, and all who live in them. The second woe is greed. Greed, lust, and gluttony are categorically all the same sin, a strong selfish desire for having more of something. 
Basically, all three live in the same neighborhood, just in different houses. Lust is about sexual desire. Gluttony is about overeating. But greed is about money, possessions, or power. But all three are the selfish desire to have more. This woe is speaking of dishonest gain. Greed to the point where you're willing to gain at the cost of others. The third woe is bloodshed. This is against those who shed blood as a foundation for their life. In Hebrew culture, murder is the worst of the worst. Not only the act, but it puts a curse on the land. After Cain murdered Abel in Genesis 4, God explains, Your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. After the flood, God establishes some commands for Noah and his family when they exit the ark. Genesis 9.6 says, Whoever sheds human blood, by humans his blood will be shed. For God made humans in his image. Woe to him who builds a city on bloodshed. The fourth woe is about alcohol and violence. The Chaldean army came from Babylon, which had a prominent culture to drink and manipulate others into debauchery. Daniel chapter 5, which was in Babylon, pictures the nation as a culture that would regularly have drinking parties that would lead to wild orgies. The final woe is against idolatry. Babylon had their trust in their idols made by human hands. But look at what God says in this section. What use is a carved idol? Can it teach? It can be plated with gold and silver, yet there is no breath in it at all. But then God gives the antithesis, himself. But the Lord is in his holy temple. Let the whole earth be silent in his presence. So what should we take from this? What does this mean for us today? Ecclesiastes 8, 11, and 12 says this, Because the sentence against an evil act is not carried out quickly, the heart of people is filled with the desire to commit evil. Although a sinner does evil a hundred times and prolongs his life, I also know that it will go well with the God-fearing people, for they are reverent before Him. We can go through life with this mindset that we have secrets and nobody notices. It's easy to keep sin a secret, almost like it's a pet. But God sees our sin. You might fool everyone, but you can't keep things from God. He sees your heart. You know, my wife goes out of town sometimes. She goes to visit a friend, spend time with family. And while she's gone, I find that I drink more soda. I eat more junk food. I get kind of lazy. But when she comes back home, her presence alone makes me the best version of myself. If you find yourself struggling with sin, maybe it's time to get closer to God. Position yourself nearer to Him. When God is constantly on your mind, you will become the best version of yourself. This is called sanctification. Pursue God in all circumstances. Thank you for listening to the broadcast. 
To find out more about Broadus Youth Ministry, follow us on Instagram at broadus.youth. Look us up on Facebook or go to broaduschurch.org.